This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and with me once again is Turtle. And Turtle, as has become tradition, I'm going to ask you the would you rather for today, which was, would you rather have a traditional pocket passer with a 75% or higher completion percentage, but really, like, immobile, or an athletic quarterback who completes about 60% of his passes but can make plays with his feet. Uh, I mean, what's my surrounding cast? <laughs> I don't... Um, I guess look at it. Think of it let's I, would take the, I would take the rusher. I would always take the rusher. Okay, because I was going to say another way of like wording it is like, let's say like this is like... You're you're starting a franchise, and you have got the first pick in the draft, and these are the two quarterbacks that are available to you. So you're you basically got an expansion roster, right? Like which uh, style, I guess, would you go with? So you, you said you're playing sixty percent in the rusher, yeah. If you're playing Madden and you got the option, of, you know, you <laughs> yeah, got the yeah. Rest. It's always like Lamar Jackson or Mike Vick, or yeah, you know, yeah. it's always somebody like that. I don't know. I would I would probably take the the accurate passer if if he can. Avoid, like sidestep a rush in the pocket because you know like there's immobile quarterbacks who are great in like evading a rush inside the pocket Tom Brady uh, uh Aaron Rodgers uh guys like that who, who can't really run but they're just smart enough just to move out of the way you know what I mean so I I would take that guy if that's an option yeah I, I I'm actually gonna go that route too and um the the reason why is I I want to I want to mitigate mistakes as much as possible. All of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. Think of all of those guys. Who are they? Yeah. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen, uh, Kyler Murray. They're they're all guys that are running. Josh Josh Allen's still out there. He had two bad weeks. He's fine. (laughs) Three The difference. Whatever. I mean, and then he also had like MVP weeks right before that. The difference, though, is – Mahomes' completion percentage is high. Russell Wilson's completion percentage is high. Like the guys you're t- – Lamar Jackson was like I think number one in completion percentage last year. He was – you know, these guys are both the guys that are in the league that are like that. All right, so, all right. I'd have to look at what their completion percentage is. I guess I don't understand what 60 is then. Yeah, who, I mean – who 60 would be like in relation to – Yeah, I, again, I know it, it's more – difficult like in like abstract but those guys have like everything they've got like they're the perfect combination right they don't turn the ball over a lot they make good decisions with their feet when they need to um but when they throw they're accurate they're like they're the the perfect like mix they're so that they're they're the ideal but yeah i i go 
I, again, I, I would probably go that route. But again, I don't think it, there's a right or wrong answer to any of these things because uh, you could lose a game with a guy like the first option while the second guy could win it because he's able to like run for a first down on uh, on a specific play or whatever, get you into field goal range that you couldn't have done with the other guy because he couldn't, he would never be able to get there running the ball. So uh, yeah, so that's that. So Tony, uh, what does the waiver wire look like for this week? Waiver. Wire. Waiver wire. It's the week eight. Waiver wire. We had a few bucks getting thrown around. Uh, we're, we are on the downhill slope of the season. We're past the halfway point. It's all downhill from here. Uh, leading the way, we had prime time paying $23 for somebody named Jamichael Hasty. Apparently, he's a running back for the 49ers, uh, and he cuts A.J. Dillon. I have no idea who this man is. Uh, I know that they've gone through like four running backs already in San Francisco. So this guy might have yeah, been there's, like a there's practice a platoon, squad I guess, guy? between him I and Jer. I think him and Jer McKillen are, are platooning. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, but he's not done. He picks up Miami Dolphins quarterback Giuseppe for three bucks. And drops Matt Stafford. Tua. I'm pissed off. It's Tua time. Nobody voted for Tua on the poll, yet he spent money acquiring Tua. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to take that up with the uh, management. Um, also, I know why people don't vote in this country. And I, I, if people won't go in person because they won't even vote on a line, we get, we get 50 to 60% turnout on an online poll where you just have to click a button. <laughs> this is why voter turnout so terrible in this country. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we have the next big move is K-Walls, Washington, Cracka-ass Crackas, picking up $12 on Carlos Hyde, dropping Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Chris Carson's a little banged up. He might not play, so Carlos Hyde is uh, his target here. Um, I know that Carlos Hyde is not good, but for a one-week fill-in, it's probably worth a shot. Assuming he plays. Assuming he plays. Uh, we next have a $1 bid from Micah picking up the number one wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar. I never thought I'd say that. Uh, and cutting Zach Ertz. So I have no thoughts. Mm, yeah, whatever. Aguilar's been okay. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Like, you never know with that offense. Like, right. too many... Too many hands to feed or mouths to feed or whatever the hell it's called. It is. <laughs> and then we have BDI, God Ember, President D's Nuts, $1 on Greg Ward, uh, dropping DJ Chark. So last week he was slated to play two Jaguars wide receivers. This week he has zero on his roster because he cut Keelan Cole last week and now he cuts DJ Chark this week. So GG. Yeah. Uh, next we have some free moves. Uh, actually, these are waiver wire bids, but zero dollar bids. So this is this is a good good move by Matt here. Uh, zero dollar pickup for Wayne Gallman, dropping to Ernest Johnson. We had that. That one was week. a name that didn't last yeah. long. Now was it? <laughs> we had that all one the week. Keyshawns and Deshawns yeah, had... and the Ernestes. They're <laughs> had... all back out there now. We had that one week where De Ernest and Kashan were picked up, and now they're both cut. <laughs> so hilarious. 
Also picking up Teddy Bridgewater for zero dollars and dropping Andy Dalton, um, which I guess is now Ben Danucci. So yeah, that's a great great move there, if I may say. Who's so. also an optometrist in Bloomingdale, I believe, right? Oh, fan, yeah, Danuccio optometrist. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go to the the free wave, the free uh, open waivers section here. Uh, we have Pee Wee. Uh, dropping Christian Kirk and picking up Corey Davis. And then dropping Justin Jackson and picking up Christian Kirk. I'm not sure the timeline of that is correct, but uh, those were two moves he made. Then we have Turtles fucking Savages. Uh, dropping Jerry Judy and picking up BDI Trash and DJ Shark. How do you feel about that? You, uh, you just picked up BDI's Trash. I'm just hoping, like, I'm down right now to him in this bet. Um, I'm hoping to just get, like, the ultimate spike week out of him. Nice. Uh, just so he feels salty. I like it. I don't understand why he keeps cutting Christian Kirk. <laughs> I don't know either. He scored, like, four. 9, 8, 19, 18 in his last four games. He scored That's four like, touchdowns in the last two games. These are wide receiver <laughs> three numbers easily. <laughs> like, if you can get 8 to 9 every week from your third wideout, you're living large. Yeah. Uh, and then BDI cuts Christian Kirk and picks up Brandon Ayuk. I don't know if I mentioned that already. You did in the, because you started with the Pee Wee McLean picking up Kirk. For... Yeah, I, yeah, I fucked the timeline up here. <laughs> um, and then let's go to Matt. Uh, picking up Scotty Miller, dropping Michael Gallup. I think that's a, probably a good move. And we have one more. Uh, no, those are waiver wires. That's it. That's going to do it for the free weeks waiver wire and i should mention this is the last week to make trades this this is the trade deadline so uh get your trades in as soon as possible um no draft picks are allowed to be traded but you can do player for player so if you need help start picking up the phones absolutely make that playoff push no no division is is uh decided yet the standings are very very close even uh, I'm even Mike, I mean, who's kind of quote running away from it at six and one, everybody behind him is still within wildcard reach because the wildcard is currently four and three. Everybody in the division is three and four. So, um, nobody is, is completely out of it as of yet, including Santino and turtle with two wins. So just know that, um, email time. There's a letter in your mailbox. And we've got a couple from our MVP, but first we'll we'll start with Twitter. Thank you very much. And last week on the podcast, uh, I'm sure that you guys remember we talked about the Adam Thalen, Kirk Cousins meme bubble photo that Kowalski posted on the message board, and we had asked during the podcast uh, for him to confirm what, what week that was from. And so he tweets at the podcast and us saying. The Vikes pick was looted off of the Dan Lebetard show Twitter feed. I assumed it was from last week, but not sure. So there you have it. Kind of confirmation that it was last week, but not 100% certainty. I still feel like that was an old picture because I I remember a game. I think it was a primetime island game where Kirk Cousins just looked awful. And he was getting it from the sidelines from, from Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. So... I, I think I might research this, actually. 
literally every primetime game. He looks awful. <laughs> All really, of them. Really I mean, he down. is the worst in primetime. And also against teams with winning records and also like, uh, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of those hey, stats. <laughs> hey, 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 come on now. You got it. I got it. Foles doesn't look good. You guys told me Foles was the man. Not he, me. I, they, I don't know you guys that. both did. He is garbage. He's better than Mitch though. Still. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's better than Mitch when he, nobody he, sees he that was. he's going to play. He was, yeah. Like if he just comes in and does the whole Josh McCown thing, where he come in, just throw for five touchdowns and secure that big bag, and then you do nothing. Yeah, prime time is one hundred percent right. This guy off the bench is fine, but everything else like is is not good. Anyway, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. We've got again emails from our MVP Hattori Hanzo, Micah. First one titled "Podcast Lit- Listeners." So he states, according to Podbean, the podcast has been downloaded over 29,000 times. Assuming everyone in the league has downloaded every episode, that only accounts for under 4,000 downloads. Who the hell is listening and have any of these mystery listeners ever contacted the show? (laughs) Uh, We have wondered this our entire career doing scoop and poop. Um, No, we have never gotten a a wayward email we've never gotten a tweet we've never gotten any kind of communication from somebody that we don't know there, there's people that are outside of the league that listen but we know those people you know what i'm saying um i think i think that is the podbean provider stroking our ego a little bit because you can always pay more money to get more reach you know what i'm saying so i think they're like I think they're fudging the numbers a bit in order to get people to pay for their upgraded service. That's my thought. On um, this. Also, you heard the numbers here. Sponsors, we are on the lookout. That's another thing. <laughs> We've never been approached by a sponsor. so Ridge Wallet, if you're listening. Ridge Wallet, that front pocket hitter. Let's go ahead and get that uh, sponsorship here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think there's, it's totally fake, personally. I think there's some sort of a algorithmic error when the the link from the podcast on podbean the host or whatever is embedded on our message board i have a sneaking suspicion that it calculates page refreshes page visits or whatever even though you don't click on the button to to actually physically play the audio i i just have a feeling that's what's contributing to it but Again, I'm never gonna know. Tony's probably right. It's it's a it's a fallacy, and absolutely what what Turtle and Tony both said. You know, we'll take anybody. Me on these Med Men, um, Squarespace. We'll, we're listening. Yeah. Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, Go, Go Daddy. Daddy. I draw the line. No, I draw the line at Go Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Go Daddy. You're off the list. What about uh, uh, Manscaped? We'll take some of that money too. Dollar uh, Shave the, Club. Yeah, Dollar um, Shave. What's the soap? Uh, there's a soap one too. The for men, yeah. Whatever that big ass uh, like organic soap is. I don't that, know the soap one. That Duke or whatever, that big ass bar or whatever. That like uh, I don't know. Anyway, anybody, yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, except for GoDaddy. Fuck you, GoDaddy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, GoDaddy. Uh, next email also from Micah. Subject line: Tom Brady. 
says the old man fucked up. He should have demanded a return of the orange creamsicle pirate uniform as a condition of signing in Tampa. Now, I was thinking about this. What are your guys' thoughts on this? Like, have you noticed historically, now I don't fall within this, but like jerseys that people like trashed when they were first around, like, again, because of nostalgia, people end up like saying, oh my God, those are so great. Like they should bring them back. Like I do not have that feeling whatsoever for this jersey. <laughs> At all for Tampa. I don't know. You guys, I like it. I like, you like it. the creamsicle orange. Yeah, I'm. I like all the weird ones. I like the Bumblebee Pittsburgh ones and the neon oh. green uh, Seahawks ones. I like all the weird ones. Huh. Yeah, uh, that's... I'm not a fan. I I I, I like their uh, I like their current uh, color scheme over the uh, creamsicle ones. Same here. The crimson and pewter. When they made that transition, I thought it was uh, a, a much. Much better move. Yeah, there's the only jersey that I have always liked from a classic standpoint is the powder blue Chargers jersey. Like yeah, other than 100%. that, like the rest of them, like get rid of them. You got the mustard yellow that Green Bay wears. Um, even the old Bears ones are terrible. Um, and again, like I'm I'm a homer, but like those are absolutely terrible. Like. Things change for a reason with the times, and I think that outside of some rare occurrences, like you, you got to change with them. So, thank you very much, Micah, for your emails, and Kowalski for your tweet. Tony, how bad were the predictions this week? Uh pretty terrible. Uh, there was a little separation though, so we got that to look forward to. Uh, I led the way. Giuseppe led the way. And Avitsa led the way with three out of six. So the high water mark was 50%. Not not very good. And then Turtle bringing up the rear with only two. Correct. Picking Yay. myself for just being, it's costing me so much. <laughs> well, I picked against myself and that cost yeah. me. You you picked me. So you actually yeah. made out in that one. All right. So the so the season long total, I'm in the lead with 29, Giuseppe with 23, and Turtle now is in last place with 22. Um so the past couple weeks prediction wise have been uh, very bad. Let's see if we can get it off the schneid here. And uh, like I said, this is the uh, trade deadline week, so this is the last week to make trades. Hopefully we see some action before uh, Thursday's games. But let's start it off. We have Primetime's Nitro versus Giuseppe's The Bone Zone. So, Turtle, I'm going to start with you. Primetime is only a a 6.5-point favorite. If you would have told me, that he was only a six and a half point favorite. I would have been, I would, I would have been confused. Um, so what do you think's going to happen here? Uh, we're, we're not thinking Christian McCaffrey's back. Aaron Jones is a question mark. I don't think he practiced today, and today is Wednesday, so that's not looking good. Um, yeah, he's he might have to play Oof. this Jim Michael Hasty or yeah, Alex I think Sanchez. Mystical is getting in his yeah, lineup. If I had to guess. <laughs> Mystical. <laughs> Philip Lindsay's in well, concussion. If that's ball? the case, um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Nitro here. Um, gosh, it's it's really tough. This is actually like a, a really close matchup. I think it's closer than six and a half even. But I think he's gonna sneak it out with Jamichael Hasty Mystical. <laughs> so you think he's gonna back that ass up right into the starting lineup? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, let me take a quick 
glance at the matchups here. We got Tyler Lockett versus San Francisco. We got Calvin Ridley on a Thursday. Travis Kelsey didn't do anything last week, so he might have a bounce back. Uh, I think the last time that Drew Brees came to Chicago, he like tore the Bears up for 50, I want to say. So I'm going to take prime time here. I'm going to guess that Aaron Jones gets into the lineup. Uh, but if he doesn't, man, he's going to be fucked. You mentioned the Jim Michael Hasty, which I don't, I mean, I don't know if he's played. Let me look at his game logs. I approve Jim Michael Hasty. <laughs> All right. So he got four points last week. So he, he's got nine, nine carries. So, okay. He does have, he has played an NFL game before. So that's good. But Giuseppe's missing Chris Godwin. I guess, uh, yeah, two weeks in a row was enough. He decided to get hurt again. Uh, I don't like Jamison Crowder. And uh, Fulgham, I think uh, Jalen Rager is coming back this week. I thought I saw that somewhere. So I think Fulgham is going to go away. Uh, I'm going to take prime time. Uh, yeah, so he's without a couple of players. We don't know the Philip Lindsay situation either. Like, I don't know if we kind of mentioned that because, like I said, he's in concussion protocol right now and did not practice today. So. We'll see what happens if that's the case. He might be forced to play both Mystical and Alexander Madison at running back. Just throwing that out there. Um, on my side of the the ledger, yeah, Jamison Crowder is in the line, but I'm probably going to him out because his groin is probably not fully healed, so I'm probably going to have to put in Jonu Smith. I mean, Cincinnati's a bad defense. He's coming off like he's, he was not effective last week because of his ankle injury i'm hoping that maybe the fact that he he had less plays or whatever that he's not he might be in better condition i, I don't know we'll see that the, the waiver wire receivers are terrible like i i mean christian kirk was on a buy so even if i would have picked him up it wouldn't have done me any good so there's there's really limited options there uh, i really don't want to start jason or jared goff against against uh, miami in miami the west coast team going east for an early game but it is what it is Primetime's going to win, and it's not because of any of the guys you guys mentioned or until now. The Chiefs' defense at home against the Jets. How are we sleeping on this? Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel better about him just bombing his running backs, possibly. Yeah. I mean, they're going to put up, they put up 28 against Denver, and Drew Locke is like 15 times better than uh, Sam Darnold. I mean, I get that like Adam Gase is not calling plays anymore. That's fantastic or whatever, but like, I don't think that means that they're going to do anything. Kansas City's a 20-point favorite at home, and that's not enough. So I I think that's where he's going to get a lot of his points, not you know some of these other skill position players. And then everything else will just fall into place just based on, on matchups alone. So primetime gets the win here. The six-and-a-half-point spread, I think, is purely because both of his running backs are probably get, registering zeros in the algorithm because neither of them practiced. So it's really probably like a 15-plus point spread once you factor in other players who can play. Okay, let's go to the next matchup. We have Turtles fucking Turtle and Vitsa's fucking savages versus Mike's mask up bitches and uh, Turtle. I I can't believe this, but you are a seven and a half point favorite against Mike, two and five versus six and one. Now I will send caution here. Uh. 
I know that uh, Ivica is having fun with uh, these BDI pictures. Be careful on what you do to Mike here, because uh, I think uh, I think he'll have a find a way to to track you down in case he doesn't like it. You know what I'm saying? If you go back a few uh, episodes, <laughs> I posted my address. It's true. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's out there. It's <laughs> out there. He might make a road trip uh, to Minneapolis. <laughs> okay, so Giuseppe. I'm not, I'm reading this correctly, right? Turtle is a seven and a half point favorite because I can't believe it. Yeah, the minus is sitting in the FS column <laughs> or row, rather. Uh, I get it. Mike is missing DeAndre Hopkins and James Robinson, two very big p- cogs to his team, and he's got to start James White, who you know nothing is happening offensively for for the Patriots right now, so. I get that he's he's definitely hamstrung in that spot, but I mean T. Higgins is a backup as a backup option is a pretty damn good one, along with Deontay Johnson, who had a really good week last week. Um, again, I know that there's a lot of players in that Pittsburgh offense, and they're playing Baltimore, which is a tough matchup. But at the end of the day, Pittsburgh's gonna throw the ball because that's just kind of like part of what they are. James Conner is having you know quietly a pretty decent year. He's getting action, but he's not like getting a ton of production from like a yards per carry standpoint. So I think that you're, you're looking at, you know, some targets going Deontay Johnson's way. It's going to be close. It's definitely going to be close, but I think I'm gonna, I mean, I I can't pick against Mike. He's six and one for a reason. Turtles just fucking cursed. So even if he, I mean, like even if things were going his way, I, I can't see it going his way. Like magically something will happen. Like Mike Davis will, get poached by McCaffrey somehow who gets some, you know, some goal line carries purely, you know, to get him like the shake the rust off or who knows like what'll end up happening. So I, I, I don't know. I'm going to pick Mike just purely because turtles just got bad luck this year. Okay. Now, after what seeing the lineup and, and hearing what you said, it kind of makes sense, right? He's got a, you got a sub in James white and, uh, and Mike Evans is, I mean, you look at the last, he's got four points in the last two weeks. He's only caught three passes. So t- things are trending down for him with Gronk emerging. Um, and I kind of see it. You know, Turtle, he, his team always does this, right? They start off super unlucky, and then he turns a corner. He ends up 500, and then uh, he threatens for the wild card spot. So I think, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pick Turtle here. Uh, Alvin Kamara gets to come to Chicago. I don't think the Bears give up much, uh, um, much passes to wide receiver or to running backs. He might have a big day rushing, but he will not have a big day receiving. I don't think. And uh, I don't like the Mike Mike Evans thing. It's going downward. Um, yeah, DK Metcalf has a bounce back. Julio Jones has a good week, and uh, this is the last week for Mike Davis. So uh, I hope he, I hope he, he does you proud here, and uh, I'm gonna take Turtle as the favorite here. Yeah, I'm gonna take myself as well. Um, I'm just gonna hope that Marquise kind of locks up uh, Lamar a little bit, and things just turn out for me. I don't know what else to do. I put up points most weeks and just lose. So. Need some good luck. That's right. Don't we all? Let's go to the next matchup. We have K-Wall's Washington Cracka Ass Crackas versus Micah's Legion of Zubas. And this is a, 
a close one here. Uh, we have K-Wall as a two-point favorite. Um, this, uh, this could be interesting. We have uh, Green Bay versus Minnesota, so I think that's a big boon for, uh, for Kowalski. Uh, we do have that Chris Carson injury, though, and I am worried about him this week. Um, let's look at the other matchups here. Juju, Darius Slayton, TJ Hawkinson. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off here, and I'm gonna take K Wall. I think the uh, the Packers will carry him to victory this week. Uh, the Ezekiel Elliott thing. Uh, I have no idea what what's going to happen to him if this offense cannot uh, score any points or move the ball, and uh, he's playing a white Lions tight end. So I'm going to take K Wall. <laughs> um, yes, I'm going to follow. K Wall is going to win, even with Cole Beasley over the Cooper Cup. Um, he has Carson backed up with Hyde, so he's safe there with that. Um, I, I just think his team just has the better floor right now. I think they're going to put it together. Like Juju and Slayton and Hawkinson, I, I don't think have the power to stay with uh, Devontae Adams and Ronald Jones and Rodgers. Huh. The hard part here is picking against Aaron Rodgers. Minnesota, I think, is missing three out of their four starting cornerbacks or something like that. Like it, just, uh, it doesn't matter if it's our starters, they're trash. <laughs> but if, that, yeah. that means it's like amplifies the trash, right? It yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so it's like that that's the part that like is is tough for me. Cause like I I find pockets on Micah's side that are decent. Like quietly, we're not really talking about it, but the fact that Baker Mayfield was able to put up all those points last week without Odell against a decent Cincinnati defense, although they just got rid of Dunlap. So, I mean, whatever, like the Vegas gives up a lot of points. Like they, they get into shootouts, like that's their, their MO. So like he could put up big numbers there, but I mean, just everything else. And the same thing, like Derek Henry should have a decent game against Cincinnati just because, um, you know, they're, they're going to get a lot of volume, man. But yeah, I, I want, I need to create separation here. Whatever. You can't, like, second and third is the same. I'm going to take Micah. Um, maybe the white tight end does some damage. Slayton is is the number one target on the, the, the Giants. I know Tampa's a tough matchup, but they're going to be chasing a lot, so maybe you can get some points there. Yeah, I'm going to go Micah. Okay, let's go to the next matchup. We have my COVID mania versus Santino. <laughs> It's time to loot. And Santino is a 0.5 favorite over me. This more, Santino this, this, is a favorite against you, and he has his backups in. <laughs> so that's not the worst part. The worst part is this morning he was an 11-point favorite over me. Um, yeah, you guys can feel free to, to trash my team because I'm certainly going to do that when I, it's my turn to talk. So go ahead. I picked Tony. Um, I, oh God. Like he keeps playing Gronkowski and Gronkowski is going, I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. I think Tom Brady just got so frustrated with his wide receivers dying or like just getting offensive pass interferences. Cause that's all Mike Evans does anymore. Um, 
I think he's just tired of it, and he just started giving it to Gronk, and Gronk started catching him. Um, but no, I like Tony's team, Diggs, Allen. I think the Bills are gonna to just put. I mean, New England is awful, bad. They looked. Uh, did you guys watch the game? Yes. They okay. were awful. I, I, gosh, I thought they were just gonna like hang Cam right there in the middle of the field. It, it was terrible. So, uh, but I think the Bills get it back on track this week, and uh, Tony crushes. I believe this is the first time since twenty like I forgot the stat, but they the Bill or the the Patriots haven't been an underdog in an AFC East game since like I think it was like either two thousand eighteen or something like that, like a very long time. And Buffalo is a three and a half point favorite. Um, Dalvin Cook should play. Um, he's had a. a Basically a couple of weeks to rest it. Jamal Williams looked pretty decent. DeAndre Swift seems to be a player right now. Hmm. <laughs> the hardest part with this matchup is always... The, the, what, what's the issue when we try to predict a Santino game? Is if he's going to make a lineup change, right? Like make the right decision versus what he, he currently has. Yeah, no, that's why I picked. That's like the reason I just went to Tony so fast. I can't yeah. trust anything that happens, and sometimes it works out. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have. I'll take Tony, but I think Santino wins if he just makes different decisions with his lineup. But I can't rely on him to do that. So I'm going to pick Tony purely because of that reason. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'd like to start off by saying I'm going to take Santino in this one. Um, ev- everything that has, could go wrong for my team has gone wrong in the past two weeks. I was super excited to maybe get Michael Thomas in the lineup, but he did not practice today. And there I saw some trade rumors going around, like uh, maybe he's unhappy there, maybe the Saints are sick of his bullshit, and uh, I would like to officially say, I know we don't have much time left in the trade deadline, but if you would like to make an offer for Michael Thomas, I am all ears. I am fed up with this guy. Uh, he's been injured. He's been an asshole. He's been suspended. Um, it's it, it reminds me of the career path that uh, Antonio Brown started taking in uh, Pittsburgh when he started to get crazy after he got all the money, um, and I, I hate it. Uh, and this week, um, I don't know if Jamal Williams is going to be a starter. Uh, we don't know about Aaron Jones. Uh, C.D. Lamb is unplayable with uh, Nuccio Optometrist throwing the, throwing the ball for the Cowboys. And I have some bye weeks. I have some bad players. I have, uh, <laughs> I have bad matchups. And I think Rob Gronkowski probably catches three touchdowns this week. And Oh, that's dirty. That's dirty. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to fuck over uh, <laughs> the Jets at home. So I, I think my bad luck continues. I'm going to lose three in a row. Santino's going to put it to me this week. And uh, GG, my friend. Let's go to the next matchup. We have Worms, Team Taylor. Versus Matt's Hill Improvement. Oh. 
which is a shout out to Home Improvement starring Tim Allen. Um, I think easily this is the worst show that he has picked as a theme song this, this season. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, and that includes whoa. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, that shows. I don't even know that show. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's I, bad. I grew up on know. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Come on. <laughs> like every teen beat magazine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think your teeny bopper show was a good one there, uh, Turtle. Uh, but just so, what do you think about the matchup? We have uh, Worm as a seven-point favorite this week. Yeah, I think Worm's gonna win. God, it is. This is just an ugly matchup. Um, yeah, I just I can't trust like the Gallman Latavius. It's the waiver wire just slapped in a team. Uh, he looks like he's just had shitty luck with injuries here. Eckler, Allen, why is Allen Robinson not in? Oh, concussion. He is in concussion. Yeah, he got concussed on the. Yeah, final he's drive. just too banged up right now. I, I think Worm's gonna sneak it out. I, I'm also going to pick Worm. It's funny that I've, I've now figured it out. He, he calls his team Hill Improvement, but really the play on words is the running back is Jonathan Taylor. As to what you said, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, like Worm wow. has a running back that's named Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Oh, fail. Yeah. So that, that's, I just uh, put, the, put the math together. He, came, he kind of buried the lead by calling it Hill Improvement because of the Jonathan Taylor thing. But yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. He's got the, the double dip there. Well played, Matt. Too bad that's, that creativity is not going to help you win a fantasy game this week. I've done the Scotty Miller thing. It's not, and it doesn't end well. Like, especially when he's the supposed to be the guy who gets all the play because of injuries, that's when he does nothing. It's when he's not expected to do anything where he blows up. So without Chris Godwin, with a very like gimpy Mike Evans, they're going to key in on whoever lines up in that position and it's, it's going to happen. Like I know the giants don't have the greatest defense in the world, but they're not terrible. And if you know that this guy is your only option from a, a, like a depth perspective, because Mike Evans can't run right now and we all know Gronk can't run. Like it's not going to work out for him. Tyler Boyd's been great this year. I mean like a lot better than I expected. He's only put up, you know, a five point game twice. Everything else has been eight or higher, mostly double digit games. So but everything else is is just bad. Worm's got, you know, a bell cow running back in Taylor who's been, like, average, but at least he'll give you double digits. Zach Moss, I mean, he he finally did something last week after coming back from injury, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Worm, I think. So uh, I'm going to give it to him. Ho, 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 ho. Isn't that what, isn't that what Tim Allen used to do? Ho, ho, ho. Like, yeah, he used to do some sort yeah. of grunt grunting for yeah, sure yeah well i think worm is going to be doing a lot of grunting this week because i think he's going to win um carson wentz i i know everybody's hurt on the eagles but this guy gets it done every single week uh multiple touchdowns throwing to guys you've never heard of and guess who gets to come to town this week is the dallas cowboys oh my god it, team should be like foaming at the mouth waiting to play the Cowboys. I think Wentz has a huge game. And uh Jonathan Taylor is actually going to be my breakout player uh coming off the bye, getting Detroit in the dome. I think uh, a big game, multiple touchdowns for him. And uh Wayne Gallman cracking the lineup here, Scotty Miller, 
Uh, I just don't. I don't think they're gonna get it done for you. I like Warren. So that one's gonna be a sweep. Let's go to the last matchup. Um, we have Peewee's BDI is a coward versus BDI's God Emperor President D's nuts. Now we were supposed to have BDI as a guest this week, but that fell through. Um, we will not get into details. So I'm a little upset that there's not a lot of smack talk on the message board, on Twitter, uh, via the podcast, what have you. So, uh, Giuseppe, this is a seven and a half point favorite for Pee Wee. What do you think is going to happen? So I was actually doing some research for the first time this season on some of the teams in our league based on something that happened to me last week. But I realized that Pee Wee is actually, I know Turtle, you have a worse record than Pee Wee, but he's actually been more unlucky than you in terms of he's uh, the team that's had played against the, the most points scored against him. And he has a higher points scored than you. So he's actually, believe it or not, the unluckiest team from that standpoint. Like he could be doing a little bit better than where he is if he, if he played different teams at different times. And despite going with a double Tennessee Titan wide receiver core, I'm still going to pick him this week. Corey Davis is COVID free and catching touchdowns again. He put up 13 last week. AJ Brown put up 20. So I think they're playing Cincinnati. The line is is, the, is pretty big on that game. I don't know. I feel like Derrick Henry is probably going to have a decent game, but at the same time, we know that uh, Tyana Hill has thrown two plus touchdowns every week this season. So as long as they go to one to Corey Davis and one Antonio Brown or AJ Brown, you're you're pretty much good to go. So as long as it's not Jonu Smith or Adam Humphreys, he should be fine. Uh, Edwards Alaire has has looked better since Le'Veon Bell has has joined the the fray. He put up double digits in, in two weeks in a row. I, I think he could have a really nice game against the the Jets in a game where they probably won't need to throw too much because the defense is going to score a lot of points. Yeah, I'm going to take Pee Wee McLean. My I got to represent for my division, so I've got them winning. I'm going to pick BDI. <laughs> I hope I I hope I curse him. Fuck your Frank Gore. Yeah, that's it. I just hope he gets cursed. I pick BDI. <laughs> I love that. I love fuck your Frank Gore. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I mean, come on. Like you look at the like, just go to the waiver wire. You go to t- team, add drop players, click running back. Look through those guys. There's like guys that have had what Frank Gore's had in the last three weeks. Just last week. You get. I mean, Frank Gore has zero upside. He's playing against Kansas City, who is a twenty point dog. And Frank Gore doesn't catch any passes. He probably is going to be terrible, and you should probably, as a seven-point underdog, take a chance on somebody that has some sort of upside. So, yeah, his team's going to lose bad. Speaking of upside, Justin Herbert gets the start for Pee Wee McLean. And you look at the last three weeks that he has been the starter uh, for the Chargers, and you see some pretty impressive uh, statistics and most importantly he passes the eye test this guy looks like a seasoned veteran out there he can make every throw on the field it looks like he's got poise uh, he hasn't had the embarrassment rookie game yet 
so I'm going to say that he's going to cruise this week and score a, a big game against Denver. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Frank Gore scratching the lineup here, and I, I don't really like uh, his other matchups. Uh, so I'm going to take Pee Wee McLean as well. And uh, that's going to do it for predictions. What I already mentioned my breakout player in Jonathan Taylor. So what do you guys got? I'm taking the Kansas City defense. I think that they are <laughs> they're they're poised to put up 20 points. I mean, if you get 20 out of a skill position, you're thrilled. If you get 20 out of your special teams, you're worm. So, or I guess prime time, you're a stretch. Yeah, so prime time they, sucks. <laughs> so there you go. I'm gonna go with Kansas City's defense. Special teams is my breakout. I'm gonna go with Teddy Bridgewater tomorrow night. I think he's just going to have a, a huge game against Atlanta. They're terrible, and uh, they're a favorite somehow. Atlanta's a favorite. Wow. No, Carolina. Carolina's oh, a favorite. Oh, Carolina's a favorite. Okay. Yes, yeah, they're a three-point favorite. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I I, think uh, Atlanta's not as bad as their record, I don't think. They're, like, terribly mismanaged and just well, they stupid sh- blunders they constantly. They four more games than they have with all those. Yeah, it's uh, awful. Yeah, I mean, like, when you have 98, you know, percent win percentage like you're gonna win that fucking game you just literally could kneel the ball and probably have a bet kneel the ball and punt and you will have a better outcome than what the fuck they've done it's been awful they don't even like waste clock or anything they just like pass 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 you know oh three and out fucking dummies yeah they are a wreck but they are fun to watch because they do score points they do have fantasy value and then they employ it's like the best combination, right? You get to see your players do something and then the team completely fall apart and shit the bed in new ways every year or every week, excuse me. So they're, they're definitely some, someone who's on my TV on a week in the week out basis because it's appointment television to see how they're going to blow it. Uh, that's going to do it for our week eight preview, fantasy football, scoop and poop. All right, show's over. Fantasy Podcast now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.